I realized it was like, you have to be so convinced in your mind that it's already done that you don't doubt it and it will happen. Welcome to Real with Teal. This world is evolving, my friends. We are elevating as a collective, and it is my mission to expand your mindset and see the realness. You will be hearing from the top thought leaders, change makers, and entrepreneurs across all industries on how energy, intuition, manifestation, and consciousness have all played a massive role in their success and fulfillment. I'm your host, Teal Cooper. Let's get real. What's up guys. Welcome back to another episode today. You're going to be hearing a super insightful conversation between me and Lindsay Rose. Lindsay is a master manifestation coach. I discovered her on TikTok, and over the past couple of months, she's just like totally blown up. Now she has over 300,000 followers And it is so apparent that she's bringing some serious value to people's lives and truly making a difference. Through her career, she's taught thousands of people across the globe how to create the life of their dreams. She has a self-discovered method that involves a combination of quantum physics, neuroscience, and spirituality. And it really just helps people become an energetic match to everything that they deeply desire. You know, I think that the word manifestation has become this buzzword today, and it's been condemned as woo-woo or just fluff in general. But if you're not on the manifestation train and don't understand how to leverage energy and the law of attraction to your favor, then you're making your life a hell of a lot harder on yourself. And I'm not just saying this. I mean, I think it's pretty clear, like people are waking up to it, but she drops so much amazing, like golden nuggets of wisdom in this episode. So I really hope you guys gain value from it. I know like when I listened back to it, I had a minor breakthrough. You know, I realized that my podcast is all about living in a higher state of consciousness so we can truly live our most fulfilling lives. And what I realized is the reason why we all want whatever it is that we want in life is because of the feeling that we think we're going to feel once we have it, once we achieve whatever it is that we want to achieve. But it's possible to choose to feel that feeling in the present, in the now, in the process, instead of waiting to feel that feeling once you get there. And by doing that, not only does it prevent this like burnout and this empty void whenever we do achieve it or get whatever it is we want, but we allow ourselves to feel joy and feel happy and purpose in the process of whatever it is we're building and creating and through our journey. So if you're into this topic and you want to learn more about manifestation and really dive in deep, Lindsay actually offers a super exciting opportunity where you can join her academy. So it's called the Quantum Manifestation Academy. I'll put the links in the show notes, but it's pretty much a really personal, intimate coaching experience where you basically will learn everything you need to know and get to work more personally with Lindsay herself. And what's super exciting is Lindsay's so generously offering $200 off to paid in full packages for all of my listeners. So if you're interested, use the code REALWITHTEAL 
and check out for her QMA Quantum Manifestation Academy. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation with Lindsay. Get excited. And if you enjoy this episode, please feel free to screenshot, share with your friends, tag us on social. Make sure you follow Lindsay at The Quantum Blonde on TikTok and Instagram. And I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks so much for coming on. I am so excited for today. Me too. I've been so, so excited to chat with you. I'm so excited that you're doing this podcast. I just want to congratulate you on that. I think that's amazing. And I'm just really excited for this conversation. Yeah, I am so excited selfishly just to ask you a thousand questions, but I've been following you now for quite a while on TikTok. And I've always loved how you've been able to break down just like these really complex concepts like manifestation and a law of attraction in the ways we can all understand. And I think that's really hard to do. So I would love to start by you kind of just sharing your story, introducing yourself and explain how you got into this world in the first place. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I feel like, um, I really have made it my life mission to understand manifestation and to be able to articulate it in a way that actually makes sense because it really can be complex and confusing. So I really appreciate that. And it it really all started for me. I would say like five years ago, um, just was at this point in my life where had no direction. I was really lost. I was in a job that I hated. I just felt like I had no purpose. Um, I had just gotten out of a really abusive, toxic relationship. And I just like had all of these insecurities and like self-talk was so bad. My self-esteem was really low. I just, I felt like I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I belonged in the world and was just really like, I don't know, I was craving connection. I was craving like a reason as to why I was here. And I had this moment one day, um, I used to live in Redondo beach in LA and uh, I would go walk along the the boardwalk there and just look at the ocean. And it's like how I would connect and heal. And I ended up running into this woman one day. Um, obviously now I realize it was for a major reason, a big turning point in my life. And she and I started talking about things and she was like, have you ever heard of Abraham Hicks? And I was like, no, what is that? And she's like, well, I just recommend, you know, checking out some of her videos. She's, she channels. So Esther Hicks basically um, channels Abraham Hicks. Uh, or Abraham. So Abraham is um, the entity that she channels and talks all about how, you know, what we believe is what we manifest and what we create in our lives. And that really resonated with me on a deep level. So I just started watching, like binging all of the videos on YouTube and reading all the books that um, Abraham Hicks put out. And my life started to change and I started to feel different. And I started to like, my self-esteem started to increase and things just started to make sense. And then I started realizing that um, what I was thinking about, like I would think about something and all of a sudden I would see it. And I'm like, this is really interesting. And I started realizing that life was this, this really beautiful game of just what we think about, we bring about. And I realized that I was creating my whole life up until that point. You know, I was creating from my wounds and the things that had happened to me in my childhood and, you know, being abandoned by my dad at a young age, which was why I was attracting men that were emotionally unavailable, that were leaving me. And it all just started to really click. And I went down this rabbit hole of like, why is the universe the way that it is? Why are we here? You know, what's the secret? And that's where I kind of stumbled upon quantum physics. And I started diving into really understanding, you know, what reality was and what it is and how we create. And um, I got lost on that journey and I just became obsessed with it. And it changed my life in the most drastic ways. I went from being, you know, paycheck to paycheck, miserable, lonely, 
to now I'm living literally in my dream home. I've just got engaged to my soulmate. My business made $80,000 in the last two months. And so amazing. It's just like, I I'm sitting here, like if I can do this and if I can go from where I was in my life, that point of despair and no hope and, and lost and lonely to where I am now, I know it's possible for everybody. And that's why I've really dedicated my life and my mission to sharing with people that reality is what you believe it is. And it can be anything that you want it to be, as long as you're willing to do the inner work and to shift yourself internally and to shift your mindset, um, everything can change for you drastically. Oh my God. Everything you're saying just like resonates so deeply. And I just love all of it. And it's, I, it's crazy that a random woman stopped you on the side of Redondo. Like that's an angel was like message. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Like nothing is coincidental in this life. Like everything is meant to happen for a reason. And it like led you on this amazing path. So when you were starting to discover Abraham Hicks, is there, or is it Esther Hicks? It's Abraham Hicks, right? Esther Hicks is the, like the woman, but Abraham is the entity. Okay. So she channels. Yeah. Once you started going down this path, did something happen where you like, was the first time you realized there was actually something you were wanting and there was proof of it happening and showing up for you in reality? Like, wow, this manifestation is actually working for me. Yeah. I actually had a moment where, um, I had to leave my apartment where I was living in LA and it was like really drastic notice. Like I was like, I had to be out in a month. Um, I wasn't doing really well financially at that point. I also had a dog and you know how finding a place in LA is. It's like crazy. So immediately I was like, Oh my gosh, how is this going to work out? And then I reminded myself, I was like, okay, you get to create this. This is your experience. And I just started scripting about it, writing about it. And I was like, this is easy. It's coming to me with ease. I'm finding the right place. And it's in my price point. I just started like really visualizing it. And it ended up happening to where I found this ad on Craigslist and it happened to be one apartment that was available in this building. It was actually an old folks community, but they were accepting one just regular unit. So random. It was in my price point. It had an ocean view and they accepted dogs. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. And it was all the process of just like, I literally, I would, as I was going to bed at night, I would visualize it. I would see myself in the apartment I wanted. I would feel it. And even though it looked like things weren't working out, I learned that having faith and like really just knowing and believing that it's going to happen is the secret to making it happen. And the more that you like introduce doubt or you question it, it's like, you're, you're sending mixed messages to the universe. And that's when things would always get like, they wouldn't really work out for me. And I realized it was like, you have to be so convinced in your mind that it's already done that you don't doubt it. And it will happen no matter what your reality looks like. Right. Like, yes. And so and that's is the it, hardest part. Exactly. So do you have to feel like that 24 seven? Cause that's so hard to do. Like, what does that look like? I always say ratio is three to one. Okay. It's three to one. So like from, from a thought perspective, right. You want to just have three to one thoughts, like, so three positive, three thoughts towards the direction of what you want. And occasionally, obviously you're human. We're human. We're going to have doubts. We're going to have these thoughts creep in that, you know, question if what we're doing is working, but as long as you're the, the balance is more towards what you want instead of what you don't want, then it's going to happen. And it, when you have your thoughts going just purely in the direction of you want, of what you want consistently, it's going to happen faster. Really? Totally. Like that's, that's what it, what it's all about. You want to be consistently focused in the direction of what you want to experience and take all of your focus off of what you don't want and just be so convinced that it's going to happen so much so that you feel it in your body. 
Yes. And this brings me to your TikTok that you made that I love about your thoughts really create reality. Can you walk us through that? I love that video. (laughs) Yeah. So basically what happens is your thought, all the thoughts that we have are like subtle energies. They're like little vibrations. So every thought that you think sends out a vibration. And if you think about things in the term, in terms of like quantum field, um, everything is one and everything is all energy. So when you think a thought, it's already created in the non-physical realm, it's already there. So in order to bring something into a physical manifestation, that thought has to have a lot of energy connected to it. So the thought that you have is actually what creates the emotion that you feel. So if you wake up every single day thinking I'm worthless, I'm not good enough. Nobody loves me. I'm never going to make it in life. You are creating an energy field within you through that emotion of not being good enough. That literally puts you on a wavelength, a frequency, kind of like tuning into a radio station. That's what you're tuning into. So therefore you're going to get a projection onto physical reality of whatever it is that you are feeling in your body. And it works like it's, it's crazy. So the brain, whatever you're thinking about, your brain actually works to make sure that's what you see in your reality through the reticular activating system. And you probably have experienced that when you're like going to buy a new car or you're like, Oh, I want a red Mustang, whatever. Now everybody has a red Mustang around you. It's because your brain is working to, to actually pick those things out of reality because you are saying that's important to you. So what happens when a thought pops up that is, you know, a limiting thought or a thought that doesn't serve us, what can we do to kind of replace that with a positive thought in a sense? Yeah. I think like number one, it's so important to not bypass when you have negative thoughts or you have negative feelings because our emotions are genuine. That's what our guidance system is. So the emotion is giving you information. It's giving you feedback to say, Hey, you've got a thought here that is not, it doesn't feel good. It's not in alignment with what you want to experience. So instead of judging yourself or trying to push the thought away or get rid of it, or, you know, grab something to distract yourself. My advice is always explore that you know, try to figure out why, why you're thinking that way. Where is it coming from? Um, typically it comes from a belief system that we develop in childhood because that's when we are being programmed. You know, when you're born until you're about seven years old, your subconscious mind is just wide open and it's just picking up all the information around you. So whatever you experience in childhood, um, is just being absorbed into your brain. And as you become an adult those things show up in what you experience. And so when you feel these negative emotions or you have the negative thoughts, the best thing you can do is just to go, where is this coming from? Why am I feeling this way? And is this the truth? Is this even fact? Because most of the thoughts that we think or beliefs that we have aren't even true. We've just accepted them as truth. Yeah. Something that's been helping me is kind of asking like, where did I decide that? When, at what point in my life did I decide to believe that? And you kind of start to realizing it's not from you. It was from someone else in your environment growing up, which is like kind of dismantles the belief on its own. So do you think that replacing it like with affirmations on a repetitive basis actually tricks your brain? And then eventually you start believing that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you can take that limiting belief that isn't serving you and number one, just to work with it instead of against it and say, like you said, you know, where is this coming from? Where did I pick this up? Is this even true? And if you can eliminate the fact that it's not true and it's just a belief that you've adopted that doesn't serve you, then you want to think of what the opposite of that would be, right? And then you create that affirmation and just say it over and over and over. It's a game of consistency and repetition. 
that's how you change the brain. So whatever you think about on repeat over and over again, the subconscious mind learns that, oh, that's important. I need to automate that. So that's when it gets deep seated into the subconscious. That's when you attract things that you are like, wait, I consciously don't want that, but subconsciously it's already on autopilot. And so the subconscious trumps what we're consciously trying to create. That's why it's so important to get into the subconscious to change at that hardwired level. It's so powerful. And I think a lot of people like think it sounds crazy, so they don't do it, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's, it's like lying to yourself, but it's not really lying. It's kind of just like making a new story that you will better serve you. So I think it's just so powerful. And I mean, you mentioned quantum physics and I think the term manifestations become this like buzzword. And a lot of people kind of put it in the bucket as woo woo, right. Or like yeah. with a negative connotation, but there's so much science that backs it up. And I know you've talked about quantum physics. I'd love for you to tap into that and explain your thoughts on all the physics behind it and the science. Yeah. I mean, one of the most, I, I would say like one of the experiments that most proves manifestation is the observer effect. Um, and that was, that experiment was experiment was done where they were shooting electrons through two slits. It was a double slit experiment. And um, science has actually shown that by observing a particle, observing something actually has an effect on the way that it, it behaves in reality. So very much demonstrates the fact that consciousness actually does affect the way the atoms um, interact with themselves, the way they actually form into physical matter it has a direct impact on that, which shows that our thoughts are literally sending these messages out into reality and affecting the way particles actually shape and form. Um, so I would say that's probably one of the experiments that most proves manifestation. You can definitely look into that. And wow. Yeah. And the one that also that comes to mind too, is the one with water and we're all basically as humans, we're majority made out of water. Yes. And it was like telling the water that you're a fool or you're, I forget what it was. Like Dr. Emoto. Yes. Like saying different yeah. affirmations and the water actually changed form. Yes. Right? Yeah. Cause you're, I mean, your cells are listening. It, everything is connected. Like, I mean, I think really understanding the fact that everything is energy, everything is just vibrating. Even though we appear to be physical matter, we are really just made up of tiny little subatomic particles that are vibrating at high rates of frequency. That's really all it is. If you were to take anything, even like the cup here, whatever you break it down, it's just vibrating atoms. That's all it is. It's energy. And so manifestation truly is a game of learning how to manipulate energy with your thoughts and with your feelings. So let's say, cause everything's energy and to attract it, we need to match the energy of whatever it is we're trying to attract in order to bring it in. Right. So, yeah. okay. So let's say we're wanting to attract money. For example, is there a certain energetic frequency that money vibrates at that we need to match? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So the one thing that I have realized about manifestation too, is that everything that we want already exists. So you're not actually creating anything. If you can imagine it, it's because it already exists. And, and there's a theory, a multiverse theory that there are infinite parallel realities that exist. And we are just living in one particular parallel reality, one little sliver of consciousness, but there's actually infinite parallel realities that exist where we're living out other realities of decisions that we didn't make in this reality. So for instance, let's say you, you know, your high school boyfriend, you chose to not marry him and go a different direction in your life. Well, there's actually a parallel reality out there where you did marry your high school boyfriend and you had that experience. So there's all of these realities 
are, you know, simultaneously happening in this moment. So manifestation is not so much about creating it. It's about being a match to it. So you can realize it in the, in the sense that it already exists. Whoa. I've never thought about it like that. That's it's like, yeah. it's a mind fuck, but in the sense, it's like, so spot on, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Cause we think, we think of manifestation in terms of like, oh, I need to create something. And it's, it's really not, you're not creating it. You're just, you're tuning into the fact that it's already there. So yeah, there's a reality. Exists. Yeah. And there's a reality that exists where you are a millionaire and you're living your best life, doing the things that you want to do. And so in order to be a match to that, you have to feel it. your body has to believe it's true. So for instance, with money, in order to be abundant, you have to already feel that you have to vibrate at that frequency. You have to embody it so much so that it is, it's true for you. And that's the most difficult thing I think for people sometimes is they feel like they're being fake or they're, you know, a fraud, but it's a game of acting. Think about this is just a big stage and we're all just acting. We're all just pretending anyway. So we're either tuned into like, I'm not good enough and I'm feeling that way, or we're tuned into, you know, I'm abundant and I can have anything that I want. It's just a matter of what you choose. You know, how are you choosing to focus your attention? What do you choose to believe and what do you choose to feel? Um, and the secret with, with abundance, honestly, is, is gratitude. It's appreciation. Because think about it, if you are grateful for what you already have and you're grateful for what is coming, then that's just sending a signal to the universe that you are in pure faith, knowing that it's coming. And that's how you magnetize it. Wow. So I love that. Everything you just said is like gold. Like this, I feel like this is going to change so many people's perspectives on things and how they show up in the world. But so I think a big thing that's hard to, like you mentioned with the money thing is a belief pops up where you feel like kind of like an imposter and that's deeper rooted. Like you said, into a subconscious program, maybe you didn't grow up with money or your parents had limiting beliefs about money. So you're saying instead of just like bypassing that and kind of over like pretend and fake it, you're, you need to dig deeper and figure out where that comes from and kind of like work on that belief in order for you to manifest abundance at the same time. Correct. Yeah. Because I mean, otherwise you're going to be sabotaging yourself. And I think like a big piece of manifestation too, that a lot of people don't talk about is there, there is a aspect of shadow work that you have to do there. You do have to identify, you know, why do I have these beliefs? Why do I feel this way? Are there core wounds that you have? You know, are there things that have happened to you that you've been suppressing? Because if you have a trauma or you have a wound or you have something that you haven't dealt with, your body holds on to that energy. And because we're energy beings and the frequency that we're putting out is what we attract. It's so important to deal with those things, those wounds that you, that you have going on. Otherwise you're going to continue to attract things that mirror that, you know, like for instance, toxic relationships. That was one of the experiences I had because I had this core wound of abandonment. So because of that, I was being given exactly where I was energetically as information. It's feedback to say, Hey, you got this wound. You got to look at and you got to heal from. And when you do that, then you're going to raise your vibration. You're going to be a match for other people, you know, that aren't in this level of, of frequency. So Definitely. you have to really just be honest with yourself, be willing to go inside. And you have to realize that the external reality isn't going to shift until you shift internally. Yeah. It really all starts with you. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that block people from manifesting, which is because it's the scariest thing to do is to go inward and do the shadow work. Yeah. But 
it's the only way to really, I think, like you said, like advance and be able to attract what you you need to feel worthy of it before you can receive it. Thousand percent. Yeah. What would you say are like the biggest manifestation hacks or tricks that you teach on? Oh man, there's so many. I would say, (laughs) I would say one of the biggest hacks would probably be just through subconscious mind rewiring techniques. Like for instance, um, one of the thing that I, things I have my clients do is listening to affirmations while they're going to sleep at night. Cause that's the fastest way to get into the subconscious. Like when you're going into that, um, theta brainwave state, your subconscious mind is wide open to receiving information. And that's why it's also really important to be careful with what you're listening to or what you're watching before you go to sleep at night, because that is getting programmed into your brain. So whatever's on the TV is going straight into your subconscious. So if you want to fast hack it, listen to affirmations while you're going to sleep at night. Um, listen to them throughout the day. There's an app called Think Up that I I love. You can record your own affirmations and they play it on, on loop for you. <laughs> so oh you can God. listen to that throughout the day. And it's really just about number one, shifting your mindset because the mind, the thought is again, creating the emotion. So if you have beliefs um, about unworthiness or not being good enough, then you want to get in there to the subconscious and seed some new thought forms into your brain because most of the thoughts we think are just carried over from the day before. And we just keep in this, keep thinking the same thoughts. So we get the same reality mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to change the way that you think. And I did a, a podcast on this actually about the power that we all hold is really in the pause between when something happens to us and we make a decision on how to react. And that when you can stop yourself in that moment, in that instant, before you make a decision to really ask yourself if if I'm going to make this decision, is it going to get me closer to what I want? Or do I need to change a behavior here and change the way that I'm thinking about this and show up a little bit differently? And I think that's truly how you make quantum leaps in your life is in those moments when you stop and say, I usually respond X and this is the result I get, but this time I'm going to try something different. I'm going to show up differently. I'm going to think differently. And that's when your life changes in in those little teeny moments, the big shifts For people who don't know what quantum leaping is, can you give us a little overview? Yeah. So the idea of quantum leaping is basically that we um, are energetically making such a shift that we slip into a parallel reality. Um, We're moving in and out of parallel realities every single second. So every choice you make is moving you into a different parallel reality. So just think of it like that. Like every decision you make shifts you into an alternate reality. And we're constant, so we're constantly moving out of different parallel realities with every decision. Now, most of us just make tiny decisions every single day. What a quantum leap is, is when you make a drastic decision for yourself, whether it be to leave a, a marriage that you've been in for 25 years, to completely move to a different country, to you know drastically change a behavior that you have that's been controlling your life. When you make these big decisions, big, bold decisions that may feel a little bit risky and uncomfortable, that's when you have the ability to quantum leap into a totally different timeline of, of your life. So making those big decisions collapses all the other timelines where you maybe would have had to shift in and out of to get to that point. But if you make a huge decision, you go from one timeline to a completely different timeline in a matter of a snap. Yeah. And that's such a good point because I think a lot of people think they're, um, I've been been here too. We're like, I don't want to start from scratch. I don't want to start over, but it's like making that one big decision can actually propel you forward instead of going backwards. Oh yeah. You know, like leaving a relationship, for example, like it's crazy. 
Yeah. And then I think that's a mindset too. Like I just really subscribe to the belief that even making decisions that feel like you're going backwards, that it's really falling forward. Even if you fall, you fall forward, you move forward and you grow, you know, no matter what the circumstances in your life, um, good or bad, there's always opportunity. And if you can have that perspective about life, it will literally change everything for you. So instead of seeing an obstacle that comes into your life as like, oh, I, I can't do this. I'm going to give up. No, that obstacle is opportunity for you to grow and to be the best version of yourself and don't stop when things start to get hard. I think that's truly the secret. Don't stop when it starts to look like it's not working. That's when most people quit. And that's truly where the breakthroughs happen is when it looks like it's not going to work out, but you have that faith and you maintain the faith. And I've seen it happen over and over and over again for people. One of my clients actually just had this happen. She was like, she's trying to get an apartment in New York city. And she was like, oh my gosh, there's just no apartments available. And she was getting so frustrated and all this stuff seemed to be, you know, lining up against her. And I told her, I said, this is the time when you have to have the faith. This is the time when you really have to lean in and say, no, I don't care what this looks like. It's working. And I know it's working and I know it's going to unfold. And sure enough, it ended up working out for her in a really magical way, but that those are the moments where you really have to dig in and say, I don't care how this looks. I don't care what's going on. I'm going to believe that it's going to happen no matter what. And those are the people that end up seeing really, really big shifts in their lives. Yeah. It's kind of like the universe just testing you. Like, you know, you don't believe me. Ha ha. And then you yeah. just like actually fully believe that there's, you know, it's going to play out and they're going to, the universe is going to co-create with you to really deliver what you want. But it's yeah. like, once you have that doubt, it's like, they don't, it's like, they're, they're testing you or they, the universe, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, and I see it as like, when those opportunities come, it's really the universe is, even though it feels like a test, I feel like the universe is like, do you really want this? Mm-hmm. Is this really what you want? Because if you don't really, really want it, you're going to have a tendency to just be like, whatever, I don't let it go. And that's okay. Because it's something that you maybe really didn't love and you really didn't want. And that's all right. It's all feedback. So like I said, when those things come in, it's not like, oh, you should run away from it, but no, do you really want this? Mm -hmm. Do you really, really want it? And you, are you really connected to it? And are you, is it a desire that's coming from your soul or is it a desire that's coming from your ego? Because typically when we have desires of manifestations that come from the ego, we'll be really quick to give up when it looks hard. But if it's a soul desire and you're like, no, this is in my soul, like this is, I am going to have this no matter what. Those are the things that end up manifesting a lot easier because you have that perseverance to keep going when it looks difficult. So wow. it's, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I mean, do you believe that you can still manifest from the ego, but it just might be harder or take longer? Or do you think intention really matters? I, you can manifest from the ego or the soul. You're always manifesting. It's just sometimes those ego desires are really fleeting. It, it comes to you, but you're like, okay, I got the thing, but now what, you know, it's like that moment when you're like one of a new car so bad and then you get it. And then a couple of days later, you're like, okay, well the, that wore off a little bit, you know, totally. And you get those moments of like, this is really amazing. And then it's fleeting. And that those typically tend to be ego desires. I would say the soul desires are the, the desires that are really connected to your purpose and your passion and making the world a better place. And helping other people. It's like when you're manifesting from that place, it's just so much more delicious than just manifesting. Yeah. Just manifesting like 
the the material things like those have fleeting and and that's that's great I mean we all deserve to have the things that we want but I find more fulfillment when it's coming from the soul yeah that makes sense so I have to ask about manifesting love because you are recently engaged congratulations thank you thank you I'm I would love to learn kind of what you did if were there certain ways that you held space for it before your fiance came in or was there a certain process that you did because everyone obviously wants to find love and manifest their soulmate so yeah I'm so oh, I love this more. yes so I spent about and I'm not saying this is required but I chose personally after that abusive relationship to take about three years off of dating to just focus on myself I was like I have been so solely focused on trying to make someone love me that it was just I was burnt out and I just was like I am the common denominator. This is why I'm attracting these men. I take responsibility for that. And so therefore I have to take responsibility of how I'm showing up and who I'm being. So one of the things that I realized was that I had to learn to love and accept myself. Otherwise no one else was gonna be able to do that. And the reason why I was wanting a relationship was coming from a place of, of feeling a void instead of feeling whole and just wanting to add someone to compliment me. And I realized that. So the work that I had to do was really loving myself. And what I did was a whole lot of inner child work because I knew my core wound was abandonment. And so I had to go in and I had to really heal from all of that. So I stopped attracting men that were not emotionally unavailable. Cause honestly, I kept saying like, Oh, I'm attracting emotionally unavailable men. But realistically, I was the one who was emotionally unavailable. I was guarded. I was wounded. And so my walls were up and I wasn't ready to really be vulnerable with someone. And so I realized that that too, like how did, were there certain things you did? Inner child work. Yeah. So, um, one of the things I did was just dialoguing with my inner child. Um, you can do visualizations, but really, I know it's a weird thing. I remember when I first started doing inner child work, I'm like, this is weird. Like, I don't know. It didn't, I I shied away from it for a bit. Cause I'm like, this is really strange, but the whole idea behind inner child work is there is an aspect of you that is, is an inner child. You have that innocence about you. And there's a part of you that is still pure and perfect and whole and complete and, and not tainted by society and reality. And that's, that's your inner essence. That's your inner child. We also have a part of us that is the outer child. And this is the part of us that got wounded and acts out and sabotages and, you know, procrastinates. And this is the part of self that we have to heal. So inner child work is really about connecting with that part of yourself and saying, you know, what's going on? What are you feeling? Why are you hurting? What do you need? And reparenting yourself and giving yourself what you needed in that moment. You know, as a child, you didn't really have that opportunity to comfort yourself, to rationalize, to understand. It was just someone left me. And therefore the assumption is I'm not worthy. And that was the only assumption that you could have made with that level of consciousness, you know, at that age. So when you're doing inner child work, it's about being the adult self that you are now with the consciousness level you have and connecting with that aspect of you that was wounded, that was hurt, that didn't understand, and that wasn't given what they needed. So you go in and you reparent and you give yourself what you need. And that is when you start to reintegrate and become whole and you feel less like you need someone to fill that, but you're, you realize you're able to give yourself everything that you need. And as you start to feel that wholeness and you feel the love for yourself and you feel your value and you feel your worth, you radiate such a different energy that is actually magnetic. It's attractive. 
people want to be with, with people that are confident and secure and love themselves. And, um, that was a lot of the work that I did for the inner work stuff. And then, um, the other part of it was I made a list of everything that I wanted in a partner and took away all the physical attributes. And I just thought about like, who do I want to be with? What kind of person do I want to be with? Um, what sort of things do they love to do and how do they treat me? And just literally, I think I wrote like three pages of everything I wanted. And I went down that list and I made sure that I was every single thing on that list. And that is how you become a match to what you want. So that was part of the manifestation process. And then the other part of it too, is I started acting like it was coming. So I did things like I bought a dress that I, I wanted to wear when I went on the first date. Um, when I made dinner, I know this sounds silly, but when I made dinner, I set an extra play setting as if he was coming and he was going to be there. Um, I got a nightstand for the other side of my bed. So I started thinking about like, if I knew that it was already done and I knew he was coming and I knew it was inevitable, what would I be doing now? How would I feel now? Um, and how can I, how can I start to embody more of that and get expectant that it's coming? And I started taking that action as if it was going to happen. And I just, I just got happy. I stopped thinking about how is this going to work? When is it going to come? What do I need to do? And I just got happy and I trusted that he was going to come at the right time in the right place. So and powerful. You did. Yeah. It's, it's so much about loving yourself. Wow. And something you touched on that I think is kind of new for me to realize is you have to be every single thing on the list that you're looking for. A lot of, a lot of the time I never thought that you needed to be all of those things, but why do you think that is? We attract what we are. So if you are looking for a partner that is loyal, that is adventurous, you know, that has a sense of humor, that's fun. And of course there are going to be some differences in relationships and that's, that's good. That's healthy, but ultimately like your morals and your values, if you're wanting someone that is loyal and honest, you have to be that yourself. If you're wanting someone that is adventurous, then you have to be open to new adventures. If you want someone that is emotionally available and vulnerable with you, you have to be willing to do that yourself because you're going to get met with exactly where you are, right? Because people can yeah. only love you at the depth that you love yourself. Oh, so spot on. Like it's, yeah, I mean, this is just, I think such powerful stuff and really just to implement it into our own lives makes such a difference, like mm -hmm. night and day. Totally. I have a couple final questions that I love to ask before I get into them though. What I love to learn about people's routines, like morning routine, nightly routine. Like what do you usually do? Morning routine is usually get up and then I grab my coffee, grab my journal and I do gratitude. First thing I'll write out like five things that I'm grateful for. And one thing that I learned from the heart math Institute is that our heart is actually, it's like 10 times more electromagnetic than our brain. So the field of your heart actually gives off a stronger electromagnetic field. And one of the things that I've learned is that by tuning into the heart in the morning, tuning to gratitude and love it tunes your frequency for the whole day to be in a really high vibration. So like first thing, just, I really feel into something that I'm super grateful for. It could be something from a past memory or current, but I really just allow myself to feel that in my heart and radiate that out. Um, and then I set intentions for the day. So I'll just pick like five things that I really want to accomplish. And I write them out as if they're already done. And then I visualize them. Like I visualize something in a visual representation in my mind of what it would mean that to 
what it would mean when that intention has manifested. So something that would visually represent that for you. Um, and I visualize each of those intentions and I feel it, I really feel it in my body. And then I let it go. I love that so much. Yeah. And that's sort of what I do. And then I also will do like a quick meditation where, um, I connect with my higher self. So I'll just tune into that higher part of myself. That's already living in my ideal reality. And I just connect with her and I just download any information that wants to come through. And I'll usually just connect and ask, is there any inspired action that I can take today to get me closer to what I want to manifest? And then I just let whatever comes up, comes up. And I follow that inspiration and it's, it's never led me astray. I love it. I think that's beautiful. I do some, a lot of things that are similar and I recently learned to stop expecting when I'm meditating, like just go in with zero expectation because yeah. I was getting hung up on a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm not hearing anything, you know, I'm like, like is this working? <laughs> yeah. And just like to let that go really helped me. Um, okay. So I would love to know what are you calling in right now? Cause obviously we're big on speaking things into existence. So that's one of the, the questions I love asking people. Ooh, I love this. Okay. So I've got some big things on my vision board for next year, but right now I'm calling in. So I'm launching the second round of my quantum manifestation Academy coming up next year. Um, Tell us about this too. Yeah. So I, I got this, this vision one day of creating, um, an Academy that teaches all about how to master manifestation. So I go over, it's a 12 week group coaching program that basically goes over everything you could ever possibly want to know about manifestation, advanced techniques, how to visualize, how to set intentions, um, how to clear those limiting beliefs, how to do the inner child work, all of that. So it's, it's kind of compacted into 12 weeks. And I just did my first Academy. It ended yesterday. Um, so I'm, I'm manifesting the next round of this, just being a, a really powerful, incredible group of people that, um, you know, that come in and just want to change their lives. So I'm envisioning that turning into something really beautiful. Um, and then I'm also manifesting a dream home on the ocean. I've just like had this dream of having an oceanfront home. Um, so I've just been really visualizing that, calling that in. I'm hoping that shows up next year and love just, that. Yeah. Just being, um, feeling more free, having more fun in life, you know, and I saw your posts on, on Instagram, not taking life too seriously. And I'm just like all about that vibe next year. Just having more yeah, fun. It's all about the joy. I think, Yeah. Do you know, where you want to be ocean wise. Yeah. Um, so I went to Destin, Florida this past year and just fell in love with it. The crystal clear water, white sandy beaches. I'm like, this is where I want to be. So goals, literally goals. Yeah. So I've got it on my vision board. I, I look at it every day and I'm just really oh, excited. It's going to happen hundred yeah. percent. So where can someone find you to like, if they were interested in signing up for the Academy? Yeah. So I'm on um, Instagram as the quantum blonde, and I'm also on TikTok as the quantum blonde. And I have a link in my bio on both TikTok on, and Instagram that takes you right to the page where you can learn more about QMA. Um, and then also my website is quantumblonde.com and there, all the information is there as well. And if you don't follow Lindsay on TikTok, you're missing out because she gives so much insight and like gold every day on just like dropping nuggets on like different manifestation tricks and hacks, and it truly works. And it breaks it down to where anyone can really understand my final question, which you kind of already a little bit answered, but what's something in life you're trying to get more real about? Ooh, that's a good one. Real <laughs> with you. Trying to get more real about, I guess, you know, to be honest, I feel like 
I'm just trying to step more fully into authentically who I am like every single day and embrace all of what makes me me, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, the weirdness. I think that for a lot of my life, I really struggled with that of like trying to be somebody um, that other people liked. And what I've been working on is just honestly being more authentically myself in every way, shape or form. And um, just being more unapologetic about it and being more vulnerable with the world. I think that that's also not just with, with people in the world, but also in my relationship. Um, that's one of the things I've been really working on is just being more vulnerable um, about who I am and, and being comfortable with that. And I think that's important because it gives other people permission to do that as well. Beautiful. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on. I gained so much value from this. I know so many other people will too. And I really appreciate your time today. Well, thank you so much. It's truly an honor. And I'm just so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful for this time and just appreciate you inviting me to do this. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, please feel free to share it on social or with a friend. And if you haven't yet gotten the chance to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and can take a second out of your day to do so, I would be so grateful. Thanks again for listening. I deeply appreciate you all and make sure you remember to keep it real.